And we are live. This is, this is, this is, this is, this is, this is the Canada Canada Hoops Daily. Great start there, huh? Canada Hoops Daily presents Wrap It Up Podcast. That start was equivalent to the Raptors start in this game. It's about fitting, isn't it? Canada Hoops Daily presents the Wrap It Up Podcast. My name is Sheldon Alexander and I am here Raptors fans for you because this you know that was a tough game but it's okay we're here we are a support group to help out in moments like this Raptors fans because that was a tough Raptors get blown out blown out by the Boston Celtics in Boston that was not pretty at all Raptors fall big 117 to 94 Again, my name is Sheldon Alexander. You are tuned into the Canada Hoops Daily Presents Wrap It Up podcast, the live and interactive Toronto Raptors postgame show. And you know, there's good and there's bad. And either way, we're here for you, Raptors fans, because you got to let it out. You got to let it out. Nights like this happen. The Boston Celtics are a really good team. But we are here to discuss this as a community, as we always are. This Again, we are under the Canada Hoops Daily brand, and I appreciate y'all wherever you happen to be watching this. Gonna let you know going forward, there are two places where you will be able to watch this the live and interactive Toronto Raptors post game show. The first place will be the Canada Hoops Daily YouTube page. Make sure you subscribe there. That's where you'll get the notifications. We pop up right away. You see the full set. You see all the stats. You can write in your comments and you see your comments pop up on the screen. All that fun stuff. Again, that's the Canada Hoops Daily YouTube page or on Twitter at CanHoopsDaily. That's where you'll be able to find this podcast live after each and every Toronto Raptors game. If you are watching this feed right now somewhere else, Make sure you follow one of those other places because those are the only places you can get the pod. And of course, if you miss it live, we got you covered wherever you get your podcasts. That's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and the aforementioned YouTube. But this was a tough one, friends. I let the music rock a little more because when the music's playing, I feel a little better. It's a little more hype. Gives me a little more energy. (sighs) That was a tough one. That was very much a tough one. But I thank y'all for rock with me because I will be here to keep the vibes just not in the dumpster. It was a tough day for Toronto sports scene. I know if you're an Argos fan, if you're a Raptors fan, oof. I know the Leafs are still playing right now as we speak. Hopefully when I flick back over, that will be a dub. Or else the Toronto sports scene's really down right now. Raptors fall to four and five after they get blown out by the Boston Celtics. And I want to hear from what the people think here, what happened at the very end of that game. Boston Celtics challenging a random play, a random out-of-bounds play for no good reason. No real reason to do that. Should the Raptors be salty about that? Should they remember that heading into the next game? Because they play Boston next Friday. Lots going on. Lots going on. But if you're new to the pod, this is what we do. I will go through what's going down in the game, what just happened, give you my thoughts, all that fun stuff. And then you, the people, while that's going on, you can send in your comments and questions and I will answer them all. This one is a tough one. So I'm here to answer all the questions that you might have, or at least try to, because that one was a tough one to make sense of. Raptors end their road trip 
They'll head back home. A great time to be facing Washington. And Washington is not a good team. So a very good time to be facing Washington on Monday before you have a couple more tough games next week as you'll play the Sixers and then the aforementioned Celtics. But in terms of this game against the Celtics, it was a tough one. It was a tough one. I've done it for long enough. I'll just I'll just lose the music. It's a tough one. We'll just get to the game right now. We'll get through it together. We will get through it together. Raptors lose 117 to 94. The new big three in Boston just proved to be a little too much. You had Jalen Brown with 29 points, Jason Tatum with 27, Kristaps Porzingis with 21. On the Raptors side of things, Pascal Siakam, 17 points, seven rebounds. Your man, Scotty B, an off night, 10 points, five rebounds. Just not good all around for the Raptors. And a tough thing from the get-go. Very tough thing from the get-go here. And you saw it versus Dallas. And I can't lie to you. We talked about it on the pod, last pod, about the Dallas game. It's tough if you try to get into a three-point shooting contest with other teams that are really good three-point shooting teams. It worked against the Mavs for a little bit, but if you remember what happened in that Mavericks game, while they continued to shoot threes, the Raptors got way more focused, way more focused at going into the paint, taking the ball inside, and just making sure that they got higher percentage shots. This game, they did not do that. If you go back to the last game, remember, the Raptors, everything was about being in the paint. Everything was about getting easy buckets. In this game, not so much. The Raptors struggled. They settled a lot for threes early, and you tried to trade threes with the Boston Celtics early. It's just not going to work. That lineup the Celtics have, as if you look at a, a Celtics team that, let's be honest, the Raptors have had trouble with over recent years, right? And the Celtics come into this season in which you're swapping out Marcus Smart, Robert Williams, and Grant Williams for Christoph Porzingis and Drew Holiday. That's a really good trade. Oh, yeah, add in Malcolm Brogdon. He's also gone too. But you're bringing in Drew Holiday and Christoph Porzingis. That's a really good trade if you're the Celtics front office, right? But also what that is, especially when you're talking about Porzingis, is it's great three-point shooting. You're adding that to Jason Tatum. You're adding that to Derek White. You're adding that to Jalen Brown. That's tough. That's spacing. So they're shooting more open threes. Obviously, Kristaps got range as soon as you step over half court. So that means your center, as in Yak, has to come all the way out to guard that three-point line, which just opens up the middle for Tatum and Brown and Drew Holiday, and you just saw that in tonight's game. Celtics are a really good team. This is one of the top teams in the league, and I'm going to say that because if you're a Raptors fan and you're kind of worried about what happened tonight, you just got to remember this is one of the top teams in the league, the Boston Celtics. So, yeah, it's a bad loss. It's a horrible loss, but I, I urge the reminder of what your expectations are as a Raptors fan. The Celtics come into this season with championship aspirations. Right? Like when you make all the trades that the Celtics just made, it's championship or bust. You're talking about a team that made the finals twice recently. You're talking about a team that's consistently in the conference finals in the Eastern Conference. And 
the Raptors don't have those same levels of expectations. Now, should you still be getting blown out by Boston when they're on the second night of a back-to-back? No. But just trying to give some perspective here. So let's go through this game quickly because, you know, on the plus side, Precious Achua back in the lineup. On the downside, Gary Trent Jr. is out. Good test for the Raptors coming up, just kind of to see where you're at, right? Kind of, you want to see where you're at, how you match up to the NBA's top teams. Early on, Raptors were doing all right with the bench or the ball movement. Ball movement was going well early. Siakam got off to a good start, but it didn't really last. He had 10 points early in this game, like very early, and only finished with 17 pretty much gives you a sign of what happened in this game to the Raptors. Celtics closed the first quarter on a crazy run. They were only up four, though, 30-26. to 26. The Celtics continued to build this lead in the second quarter. Start off, they continued, actually, from the end of the first quarter to the start of the second. They went on an 11-0 run to start things. It got ugly with the Raptors bench unit that came in. And interesting note, Otto Porter Jr. was the first Raptor off the bench, which was interesting. Um, I can't say that worked either, but the bench unit that really like faltered for the Raps, you're looking at Malachi Flynn, OG Ananobi, Scotty Barnes, Precious Achua, and Chris Boucher. Now, it's something that we've seen that's different from the very start of this season when the Raptors bench was struggling because now you're seeing two starters remaining on the floor. OG Ananobi and Scotty Barnes need to be able to maintain that bench unit. That bench unit can't just fall apart when you have two of your starters, two of your marquee players still on the floor with them. But instead, what happened? The Raptors completely fell apart at this point. Hauser came into the game for the Celtics, and that dude was just wetting threes. He had nine points early, three threes, and it was just a ball movement by the Celtics. Raptors were running around, chasing the ball, couldn't get caught up at all. Hauser's splashing threes, feeling good. He's throwing up three ball signs to the crowd. You could tell that was not, not a good omen for the Raps. As mentioned, the bench getting worked. Malachi Flynn finally hit a three, which ended a three-minute and 55-second drought for the Toronto Raptors in which they failed to score a field goal. You can't have droughts like that against the Celtics. It's just going to be bad news. Now, the Raps would make runs. You know, I thought one positive from this game. We saw a great two-man game multiple times from Siakam and Jakob back and forth. But they couldn't really build off that much. And every time it seemed like the Raptors started to get a little bit of a run, the Celtics would just call timeout, come out of said timeout, and just be calm and cool the other way. The Raptors, meanwhile, the Celtics would splash threes. Raptors would try to match them. They started out four of 16 from three. And you can't get into a shooting contest, a, a three-point shooting contest with the Celtics. The Raptors had to stick to their game plan, stick to their game plan in terms of, you know, ball movement, getting the ball in the paint, paint touches. And if you're going to shoot the three inside out, that's not what they did here. And it's tough because defenses, especially when you're playing a team like the Raptors, and you you have to pick your poison if you're the defense, right? So are you going to load up, try to stop Siakam from driving? That might mean Scotty Barnes is wide open. And I know that Scotty Barnes has gotten off to a good start shooting the three this year, but there are sometimes moments 
where there's a reason why you're wide open. Scotty Barnes finished two of nine from three in this game. And I say this consistently. And you, if you listen to the pod, you know that I'm consistent with this. I'm not just saying this after the bad games. I say this on the games that he shoots it well as, as well. Shoots it well as well. You know what I'm saying? The point is, do you want Scotty Barnes shooting nine three-pointers in a game? Do you want OG and Anobi shooting eight three-pointers in a game? That's a question I will consistently ask over and over and over again. And I know I sound like the old man yelling at the cloud as the NBA turns into a three-point shooting contest. But if you don't have those shooters on deck, you're just trying, you're, like you're, you're, it's like bringing a knife to a gunfight. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a J line just for the people, you know, I'm not. Anyways, my point is you can't keep trying to shoot threes against a team that is a better shoot three-point shooting team than you. You're you're basically relying on, well, maybe tonight we'll get them if we are hot from three. That's our chance. Raptor shot 27% from three in this game, and they got blown out. And it's it's tough because once you get down and then that crowd gets rolling, it's tough for you to make a comeback against a really good team. So Again, Raptors started off shooting slowly. They never really picked it up. Celtics kept extending the lead. Jason Tatum doing what Jason Tatum does. And it's crazy to think about a couple years back where we talked about, you know, there are comparisons between Siakam and OG. Remember who had the best young wings? Siakam and OG versus Tatum and Brown. And Tatum and Brown were able to elevate their games. Siakam and OG have as well, but just not to the same level. Jason Tatum has turned himself into one of the best players in the league. And just seeing his skill set of how he's able to get to the cup, to get buckets, to be a three-level scorer, and a, an efficient three-level scorer, meaning he can hit you with the mid-range jumper, he can hit you from three, he, can, he has a handle to get to the cup. It's just crazy. Tatum went off just before the end of the first half, getting an easy layup where he blows by the Raptors' defense, which is the other problem on this night. If you're going to miss threes, you got to be back on defense. You can't give up the easy buckets at the other end, but the Raps, it was just not, not a good look at all. At the half, Celtics led 55-46. Still close, right? But here's a big problem. Celtics shot 55% from the floor. Raptors shot 38 from the floor. 38%. Just not going to get it done. And if you're allowing them to shoot 55%, that's meaning they're getting open looks. And if they're getting open looks from three, open looks at the basket, it's going to be tough to beat one of the top teams in the league with that sort of production. And it just continued because, again, at the half, that's a close game. It's not bad, right? You're under double digits, 55-46 if you're the Raps. You're right there. But to start that third quarter, the Celtics came out and just extended that lead. Tatum coming out with the layup. Porzingis draining a three. Scotty Barnes tried to answer with the three of his own, and he misses. And again, you know, he started off three of 12 in this game, two of eight from three. That was the start for Scotty Barnes. He finished in this game four of 15 and two of nine from three. Four of 15 field goals overall. It's just... Again, a different mindset than what we've seen the successful version of this Raptors team do, which was get to the bucket, get the paint touches, 
get your job done, get the work done inside first and work inside and then out. Raptors really struggled. Defense was really bad. How many dunks did Kristaps Porzingis have in this game? How many alley-oop passes did you have from either two Kristaps or two Jalen Brown? Like, too many alley-oop dunks. You know, the OG Canada basketball fans will know this reference, but, like, the Celtics pretty much had their own version of court cuts in this game, where it was just dunk after dunk on the break. Raptors would call a timeout. They come out of the timeout and the lead gets extended even more. And it just, you know, you call a timeout and then boom, Celtics on another 10, three run. Chris stops another three, another dunk. I think it was like a 29 to three run to start the second half. You just can't have that. Raptors were down 88, 71 after three Tatum and Brown being left in the game late, which was weird especially on the second night of a back-to-back. But, you know, Tatum's hitting back-to-back threes. They're running the floor, getting layups, getting dunks. And then, as mentioned, that weird, weird play by Missoula where it goes out of bounds and it's into garbage minutes, garbage time. And you have Joe Missoula calling a timeout to challenge an out-of-bounds play. And you could see the players talking about it. And... It looked really weird. And listen, I don't know. I could just tell you what I watched on my television set, but it looked like towards the end of the game, Joe Mazzula was inching towards half court, you know, to do the normal coaches go out. Coaches will say, what's up, shake hands, say goodbye, all that fun stuff. And it looked to me, it looked to me like Darko was not making his way towards center court at all. He instead made his way, he he put his hand up, gave the wave, and dipped back the other way. He was not having that. And of course not. I mean, he wasn't happy. Like that, I don't know why they're challenging a play like that. But Joe Mazzula, if you've been following the playoffs last year, Joe Mazzula is an interesting cat, right? With some interesting coaching moves. If anything, the ironic part is that Joe Mazzula has been getting made fun of for how much he doesn't use his timeouts. (laughs) And yet here he is in a game where his team's up 30 and it's garbage time. And here is where he decides to use a timeout. I'm my point here is that if you're trying to figure out what Joe Mazzula is on, I mean, it might just be a waste of time. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm going to look and see what uh, the post game chatter is after this game to see, you know, how frustrated, the raps might have been by that, but I'm going to say this. Let's not let that deter from what really happened in this game. Cause like the reality of what happened in this game has nothing to do with Missoula calling a terrible timeout. If you're actually mad about that, keep that same energy. If you're the raps and you're upset about that, the key would be to keep that same energy when you play the Celtics again next Friday. And then you can, Get your buckets and tell Joe Mazzula now you should call timeouts. Right? But being mad about it now, like you just got beat by 30. Like there's way more bigger issues right now than what Joe Mazzula did calling a timeout up 30 with like four minutes left to go in this game. An ugly, ugly one for the Toronto Raptors. 117 to 94, they fall again. 29 points for Jalen Brown, 27 for Jason Tatum. Raptors struggled all around. Pascal Siakam was their high score with 17. Scotty Barnes 
a not so good game. And this is, you know, it's okay. Scotty Barnes has been off to a really, really good start to, to this season. And so having a game like this, you can understand it's all right. It's going to happen, right? He's still young. You know, these things are going to happen. I'm looking right now to see what the, the chatter is online and this from Jared Weiss. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Jared Weiss, who is a, he covers the Celtics for the athletic. Um, he says, Joe Mazzula said the Raptors bench thought it was disrespectful or cheap to challenge late in a blowout. He says he doesn't agree or disagree, but he has a responsibility to his players. Quote, it was a clear opportunity to empower my players and let them know I'm coaching you. I mean, here's the thing. He's not wrong, right? Like he's saying, what he's trying to say is, hey, I got my bench guys in there and I'm not just going to throw them out there and just stop coaching. And so if I think there's something that I would challenge, if my main guys are in, I'm going to challenge it. Now, I understand what he's trying to say, but whatever. I think this is much to do about nothing, if I'm being honest. Like, I get it. It's stupid. But maybe my my thought process on this is that, hey, if the NBA was dumb enough to add these extra challenges for no good reason at all, then Joe Mazzula has every right to use it. Like, whatever. Like, I blame the NBA. I've been on this since the start of the season. Too many added challenges. Who watched the end of NBA games and thought, you know what we should do? Let's add extra challenges. Nobody said that. Nobody wanted that. <laughs> and I think, it, it. I mean, this from Eric Kareen who says, uh, they asked Darko about the Missoula challenge and he gave a no comment, I guess. Interesting. Or just said no comment from Darko about the Missoula challenge. Okay. Listen, I honestly just think that if you're the raps and you really want to be mad about that, like who cares? There's not, there's way worse things to be mad at. Joe Missoula, <laughs> I mean, again, if you've been following the raps or following the Celtics part of me and everything that's been going on with Joe Missoula, he's been all over the place, not using his timeouts. So I don't know what, what do you want him to say? Sorry, I made a mistake. Like, is that going to make you feel better about the loss? It's it's stupid. It's a dumb it's a dumb thing. Should he have used it? Probably not. But I think a lot of these reviews are a complete and utter waste of time. So I will not waste any more time discussing it here either. You know what I will do? That is definitely not a waste of time. I'm going to get to some comments here. So we got some comments and. Uh, first one says 50, 50 wins on the road is good. Chop it up to a learning experience. The Celtics are scary. Good. They dominated us. Very true. I totally agree. I, I think that, you know, this Raptors team, I, I'm going to come on this pod and urge perspective the whole season, right? And yes, you want to go out and win every game. Yes. You want to give a very good performance against the Celtics, but the reality is, as mentioned, you have different expectations than that Celtics team does. And sometimes this is just going to happen. Another comment here. Uh, who's this one from? Glow Girl Smile says, so many ex-Raptors on the bench. Shvi, Delano, and O'Shea. Yeah, that is interesting to see. O'Shea Brissett on the Raptors or on the Celtics bench. Shouts to him for sure. Um, 
I thought he had some solid minutes for the Raps towards the end, but you get it. The Raps were clogged in terms of, you know, how many wing position guys they had. So it was tough for him to get minutes here. He looked pretty good in Indiana, but same thing there. They got a lot of uh, wing wing players there. The Celtics, maybe he could figure out and get some bench minutes with the Celts. Who knows? Maybe that's the hope. But as of now, it's good to see him sticking around and, and still in the league. And hey, on one of the top teams in the league, Delano, I mean, it was interesting what happened with Delano because at first with Nick Nurse gone, it kind of seemed like, you know, Nick Nurse obviously wasn't playing the bench. So maybe Delano would get a shot here without Nick Nurse. And that didn't really happen either. So haven't been following much to see what happened so far with him in Boston, but I mean, we hope he does well, right? That's a Toronto kid, Toronto kid that got drafted in the, right? That got drafted, which is big, big for the city, right? So still a good look. We're always going to be cheering for Delano, regardless of what jersey he wears. Uh, Celtics calling a coaching challenge when they're up and keeping their starters out until late on a back-to-back -back was so unnecessary and kind of disrespectful. <laughs> yes, it. I mean, listen. If the Raptors want to be disrespectful, then you be the one with the lead. You know, like, it's tough. You don't get to decide how the other team is going to react. So if you take it to them, you get to make all the decisions of what you're going to do when you're up big, right? Uh, let's see. What else we got here? Uh, wonder what Coach Darko said to the coach after the coach's challenge. Yeah, definitely. Definitely want to know what that is. I'm assuming that there's going to be more um, info more quotes being shared. And I think that the Raptors, you know, if you're really frustrated about it, if you really didn't like it, use that as motivation for next Friday's game. Uh, Michael Grange, shouts to Michael Grange. He says that he asked, I'm reading this tweet from Michael Grange. He says, I asked Darko, I asked Ryakovich what he thought about Coach Joe Mazzula using a coach's challenge up 27 with 339 left. Answer, quote, no comment. That's the big news there, Raptors fans. <laughs> Raptors lose big. 117 to 94, the big drama at the end of the game. Joe Mazzula calling a timeout, calling a coach's challenge up 27 with three and a half minutes to go in the game. Raptors get blown out. I mean, an ugly, ugly one from the Toronto Raptors, but it's okay. They got a four-game homestand on the way in which they play Washington, Boston. No, sorry, Washington, Milwaukee, Boston, and then who's on the back end of that on the other side? I think it might be Washington again, if I'm not mistaken. Um, either way, if you're the Toronto Raptors, you need to figure out how you can get two of those dubs, right? You got four games at home coming up. Yes, two of them are against really top, tough teams. But uh, no, it goes Washington, Milwaukee, Boston, and then Detroit Pistons. If you look at that, you got to come out of that with the two and two record minimum. You need to get the Washington game. You need to get that Detroit game. That's got to be the goal if you're the Toronto Raptors. And maybe you can start to string something together as after that, after that last Boston game, I mean, you got Detroit, Orlando, Indiana, Chicago, Cleveland, Brooklyn. That's a little run there. Plus, we got the in-season tournament starting up too. 
So lots of fun, lots of action coming up for Toronto Raptors. The beauty of the NBA is you have tough nights like this. It's all right. You get to bounce back and get right back at it in due time. Raptors lose and they lose big. 117 to 94 to the Boston Celtics. The Celtics big three, their new big three. I mean, maybe on certain nights you could even refer to them as a big four. They do damage. I mean, Drew Holiday didn't really do much, but I guess he did, he got his point guard on in this game as he even had seven assists. But Jalen Brown leading the way with 29 points. Jason Tatum with 27. Chris Stops with 21. Raptors fall, but they got to get back on the horse very soon to try to get back to the winning ways as they fall to four and five on the season. Celtics improved to seven and two on the year and undefeated at home. Tough one for the Raps. A lot of talk will be about the coach's challenge, but I urge you Raptors fans, let's not get distracted by silly things like that that don't really matter. You know how you solve that? Don't get down 27. Then you don't got to worry about a coach using a coach's challenge up 27 with three and a half minutes to go. But hey, that's just me. What do I know? Tough night for the Toronto Raptors, but it's okay. Hopefully, I was able to help y'all out. Hopefully... I hope that I was able to give, you something to give you a little something to go forward with and know that it's all right. Pascal Siakam didn't really play well. Neither did Scotty Barnes, but that's all right. They had a really good, solid road trip. Maybe getting back home, getting home to the home cooking will have them feeling a little bit better as they head into a big game against Washington, which means Jordan Poole, which... It's a game you shouldn't get. Washington's one of the worst teams in the league. Jordan Poole's just a gunner. The Raptors have too many guys that should be able to slow down Jordan Poole. Need to get that dub against Jordan Poole, Kyle Kuzma, and the Washington Wizards. Raptors can easily get back to 500. No worries there at all. Everything is okay, Raptors fans. It's the Boston Celtics, one of the top teams in the league for a reason. And that reason is they're really, really good. I don't know if there's another team in the league what you put up that starting lineup that can match up with the Boston Celtics. That is a really good starting lineup. I am very interested to see how this season plays out for them. In terms of the Raptors, as mentioned, I will be back at it again on Monday. Joining you right here, wherever you get your podcasts, remember, make sure you like and follow Canada Hoops Daily on YouTube and at Can Hoops Daily on Twitter. Those are the two ways that you can watch this podcast live after every Toronto Raptors game. If you ever miss us live, as mentioned, we got you covered. You can find us on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. But as I always say, I used to pray for times like this to rhyme like this. This is Canada Hoops Daily Presents, the Wrap It Up Podcast, as always, unpolished and unapologetic. Until next time, see ya.